Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. I don't know what's going on with any of it. Afternoons on the score. Last season, Seahawks set a franchise record with 459 points. New offensive coordinator in Shane Waldron. Back to Sarah. Kenny, you talked a little bit about the new offensive coordinator, Shane Waldron. Russell Wilson calls him a wizard. Pete Carroll said it's Waldron's unique ability to create a quick tempo that his quarterback likes to play. And Wilson, for his part, hired Tim Grover, who is Michael Jordan, Kobe's personal trainer this offseason. Says he's got him feeling like a rookie again, refreshed. Kenny? DK Metcalf, bottom of your screen. Two tight ends. Second down at six. That's great game planning by Shane Waldron, Russell Wilson, scheming that Indianapolis Colts defense. Bears have a new offensive coordinator from the outside looking in. I think it's about as well as they could do, given the head coach being attached to the job. And when I shared those opinions on social media, I was immediately directed to our old buddy, who we're always looking for an excuse to call. Softy Mahler does afternoons on KJR in Seattle. He's with us on the hotline presented by Circus Sports Illinois. It was the Bears have requested permission to interview Shane Waldron. And Softy's like, why? Oh, man. Raining on our parade, Softy. How the hell are you? Yeah. Well, I'm good. I, I just don't get it. I mean, if, you're, uh, if, uh, if Nagy's uh, out at the end of the year and nobody wants to sit there and, uh, you know, go walk the plank with this guy for 17 weeks, then I get it. But. If I'm equal parts Bears fan and equal parts Seahawks fan, and I know what I know about Shane Waldron, you know, there's there's nothing about this hire that excites me at all. I mean, I, was there anything about the Seahawks offense that you guys watched a year ago or the last two years where you said to yourself, wow, look at that scheme. Look at that unbelievable, innovative approach that Shane Waldron took. I mean, his offenses are kind of predictable. They're kind of boring. He doesn't have head coach written on him at all. I mean, he's got – there's about as much personality in this cell phone I'm on than there is in Shane Waldron. So, I don't know. I hate to tell you any differently. You want me to tell you the guy is uh, the next Andy Reid or the next Mike Holmgren? Great. I'll tell you that. But I'd be lying to you. No, I don't want you to lie to me, but I guess I'm a little confused in what you thought you were going to get in Geno Smith based on what yeah. you got yeah. in Geno yeah, Smith. Yeah, I think – I think Geno Smith was really all about Pete Carroll uh, and the time he spent behind Russell Wilson. I think Geno Smith, if he was given the opportunity he was given two years ago, end of a system, I, I think he would have been just fine. I mean, I think after seven, eight years in the NFL as a veteran backup guy, you know what to do, you know what not to do. Look, you want to but- give Shane Waldron credit for what happened to Geno Smith? Then that's fine. Go ahead. But I'm, I'm not giving Shane Waldron much credit at all for any of that. I'm giving the majority of that, if not all of it, to Pete Carroll for making him his backup quarterback for almost Russell Wilson's entire career in Seattle, sticking with him, 
you know, giving him the first shot at the job, not going out and getting anybody who was going to really, you know, supplant him as a starting quarterback. I mean, let's face it, when they went out and got Drew Locke, there was much competition for the starting quarterback job. If you go back to last July, last August, before the 2022 season, uh, you know, everybody kind of knew ahead of time that Geno was going to be the guy, and that's the way it worked out. So I'm not really giving Shane Waldron much credit for that, man. But I guess I don't know. So he sat behind Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, right. not ex- not known as some sort of offensive innovator. If anything, the reputation is that right. he's pretty that he's pretty conservative. And then right. Geno Smith, after sitting as a backup for eight years in the NFL, completes seventy percent of his passes, throws for forty three hundred yeah. yards, thirty touchdowns, and eleven interceptions. Yeah, I, yeah. Th- th- that, has, that has nothing to do with the play caller. No, no, not really. Okay. No. I mean, dude, guys, I'm telling you, I, I watched every single play of that season, all right? Yeah. I watched every single play of Geno Smith's career as a starting quarterback in Seattle. There was nothing about Shane Waldron's offense or Shane Waldron's approach that I ever looked at anybody and said, wow, can you believe what we just saw? Again, you want to give Shane Waldron credit for having Geno Smith back and saying the right things to him off the field and connecting with him? and putting him in the right position to take advantage of his strengths and his weaknesses, I can roll with you on that. But, again, I just saw Shane Waldron, guys, for three years in Seattle. When this guy was hired, he was like a – he was a Sean McVay prodigy, okay, Yep. when he came to Seattle. We all thought that we were getting this unbelievable, innovative Sean McVay, L.A. Rams offense, and it was going to take Pete Carroll from the Stone Ages to the, to the, to the, to the future. And none of that really ever happened. Now, there are some reasons for that. The offensive line has been banged up, you know, this entire year in Seattle. Not getting DK Metcalf the football as much as people wanted to. Finally was able to get Jackson Smith and Jigba, who was the 20th pick in the first round, incorporated into the offense late in the year. Uh, the running game was banged up. Kenny Walker, K-9, really is the key and the heart and soul of the Seahawks offense. And when he's not healthy, they just don't go like they usually do when he's in there. So there are some reasons for that. And, you know, look, you're also talking to a guy who had multiple conversations with Shane Waldron, you know, on the air, in person, at the Seahawks training facility. And what I want out of my offensive coordinator is I want a guy that I could see as the future head coach. And there's nothing about Shane Waldron to me at all that screams future head coach. I mean, dude. Why? He's he's boring? He's boring. He's got no personality. He's kind of a – He's kind of milk toast, right? I mean, I don't, I don't look at Shane Waldron and see a future leader of men. Now, that could obviously potentially change down the road. There's no question about that. He could come out of his shell at some point in time. But every conversation I've had with Shane, and guys, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the guy's a jerk at all. He, he's fine, right? He's a nice enough guy. He was, he was fine to me. I got no beef with the guy. But if you're looking for a future head coach, you're looking for somebody who commands a room. And that is not Shane Waldron whatsoever. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're talking to Dave Softy Mallory. He does afternoons on KJR in Seattle. I guess I my perception was Geno Smith 
good off that, yeah. like, but like was not considered that before he got there. So whether that's Shane Waldron or not, and you're saying their their offense should have been better, I would think that your offense would have been better if you would have had a better quarterback, Softy. Yeah, well, I mean, that's part of it. Again, you know, I you know? think that the offensive line issues that they had a year ago, uh, the lack of innovation they had a year ago, I mean, I would just, I, I, I would just ask you, how much Seahawks football did you really watch last year? Well, honestly, well, no, I mean, again, that's what, that's why we're having you on. I'm not, right. I'm not, I'm not saying that you're wrong, uh, but working with Pete Carroll, working with Belichick, working under McVay, being a play caller, being a top yeah. half of the league offense yeah. with a yeah. bottom half of the league yeah. quarterback, uh, not all terrible, and doesn't do all of the same things that McVay does in terms of personnel, which suggests that he at least has some right. of right. his of his own innovation, right? Doesn't do 13 well, listen, personnel listen, that much, doesn't call you're, screens. You're asking me what I think, and yeah. what I think is kind of milk toast. All right, that's milk what toast. I thought. For, for, for three years, I saw kind of, a, kind of a meh offense, wasn't very creative, was kind of bland, wasn't very original. What like in really what way? Wasn't. In what like run run pass or like what 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 are we talking no, about? There's a, yeah. There's just nothing that puts the defense on its heels. There's nothing where a defense would be thoroughly confused as to what an offense is trying to do. Right? I mean there and look, some of this, I gotta tell you, some of this is on Pete Carroll. Because Pete Carroll, as long as he's been the head coach of the Seahawks, has been very, very conservative, right? I mean, we're talking third and nine from your own 18-yard line, for example. Instead of throwing the ball up for D.K. Metcalf and seeing if you can grab a first down, let's just run Kenny Walker on a draw or, you know, whatever, off guard, get our two or three yards, get Michael Dixon like punt and live to see another day. I mean, part of that is Pete Carroll. There's no question about that. I, I wonder how much you guys will allow him to kind of – maybe be himself and, and take this thing over? Will Nagy be breathing down his neck as the head coach? I got Na- no Na- idea. Nagy's the offensive coordinator in Kansas City now. Matt Eberflus is the coach of the Bears. Uh, well, sorry about that. No, no, no. no, no. Yeah. <laughs> will, will he be breathing down his neck? Will he allow him to flourish? Maybe there's a part of him that when he's away from the Pete Carroll bosom will certainly blow up a little bit, and maybe there's a step for him. All I can do is tell you what I saw when he was here in Seattle. That's all I can do. And what I saw in Seattle was a guy that lacked a lot of originality. Maybe he was being forced to be a little bit milk toast by Pete Carroll. Maybe he was being limited what he could do offensively by Pete Carroll. But I think if you ask any Seahawks fan about the Shane Waldron experience the last three years, there's just not a lot there. There really isn't. I mean, you know, look, I mean, Brian Schottenheimer, before he got fired, I thought had a better run than Shane Waldron did. Daryl Bevel, before he got well, you know, let go, had a better run than, than Shane Waldron did. Some wow. of that is because of the talent. There's no question about that. But I just don't think a lot of Seahawks fans, including me, look back at the Shane Waldron era and, and, and really look back with any real big-time fuzzy memories. I'm not, I'm not sad the guy's not the offensive coordinator here anymore. I can tell you that right now. Do you have a sense of what type of quarterback would be ideal for Shane Waldron or that he would prefer? Uh, I think you're looking for more of what they had in L.A. with Jared Goff and Matt Stafford. Uh, You know, a guy with a cannon for an arm. uh, Great running game. Great running back. No question about that. you got to have a great, phenomenal offensive line. And Seattle really never had a great offensive line when Geno Smith was here and when Shane Waldron was here. They got better in the last couple of years, but they were never elite. They were never known as one of the elite offensive lines in the NFL. The injury factor, like I said, was certainly a problem for them. I think all of that stuff, I think giving – 
Jared Goff and Matt Stafford time to set their feet. Think about the great pass catchers, the tight ends the Rams had. Uh, the year they went to the Super Bowl, uh, they were one of the best offenses in the NFL. Seattle never had that kind of talent, at least not up front on the offensive line. The wide receivers are fine. Lockett, Metcalf, and Jigba. Uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, those guys were great, but they could never really find a way to get those guys involved. And I think one of the biggest complaints that Seahawks fans have about DK Metcalf and Shane Waldron, he was never able to get him the 150, 160 plus targets a year that a guy like that deserves. And I think one of those problems came from Pete Carroll. Others came, may, may have come from Shane Waldron, but the combination of those two and really trying to get DK Metcalf to flourish never really happened in Seattle. All right, Softy Mahler, not an endorsement of Shane Waldron. You watched all not the – No, no, not, not at again, all. I don't know who else was out there. I don't know, how, you know who else the Bears were looking at. If you gave me a list of offensive coordinators and said, here's the five guys, hell, Shane Waldron of that list might be the best of those five, but I have no idea who the other candidates were. All right, thank you, Softy, as always. Appreciate you, man. All right, man, anytime. All right, that's Softy Mahler. Not a fan. I – I don't really care about the personality type. If Now, I care if he's not a leader, but he said that he was milquetoast to talk to. So is Bill Belichick, right? Like, I mean, so, so is Greg Popovich. So is Tony Dungy. I, I, if the players have a problem with him as a leader, that would be an issue. But as, as a media type, I don't think – Robbie put this together uh, in terms of play style, and this was appealing to me. On first down, he run, he's, Shane Waldron has run 13 personnel, the second most in the NFL. That's over two years, 2022 and 2023. And so 13 personnel is one running back, three tight ends, one receiver. Why that matters is Sean McVay basically runs no 13 personnel. So even though he's on the McVay tree, he does something different uh, than his predecessor, which shows that he's adapted the scheme a little bit. He also lines up in shotgun, 26th most in the NFL. Single back set, 6th most. So he was run-run pass, 30% less than Luke Getze and more around league average, and he basically doesn't call a ton of screens. So I think that showing that he's not exactly like McVay, that he's been a play caller, and that he's overachieved with Geno Smith, by my estimation, is appealing. The DK Metcalf stuff is concerning, but DK Metcalf's a top 10 receiver in the NFL. So, again, if DK Metcalf had a top quarterback, I would think he'd be better. And the whole, like, let Russ cook thing was because Pete Carroll just wanted to pound the rock, pound the rock, pound the rock, and was so old school. So I assume that 43-year-old Shane Waldron and 71-year-old Pete Carroll had a different philosophy about how offensive football should be. And now that he comes here, he should be able to do more of his own stuff. That would be my expectation here. And again, I think it was the best that they could do. But that is, a, uh, that is an endorsement on the other side that Seahawks fans not upset to see Shane Waldron go. What'd you think of the higher 312-644-6767? We can get into the other playoff games, including the one that everyone was trying to make a referendum on the state of the Bears situation. It is Parkins and Spiegel on the score. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.